moving to oneness. Nourishing curiosity. Embracing differences. Becoming one. Welcome everyone to the Moving to Oneness Podcast. I have a fascinating guest who plays with realities and all who know me, this is something I like to dabble in, <laughs> as many of you. And so let's see where this conversation, this exchange of wisdom leads us. I'm sitting in a rainy day, so that in Germany, so the rain for me always means newness is coming and we are being nourished and filled up to be more of who we are so let's invite the grand and vast wisdom of shiraz <laughs> hello shiraz you're sitting in toronto canada yes. is it sunny i hope for you or is it also a little rainy it's actually beautiful right now nice clear blue sky yeah, so I I found you like most of the time, right? To uh, people, when we are very open, they recognize each other and are open for each other. And I invite many of you as well to nudge yourself a little forward and reach out to another person so you can share a little bit more about yourself and also to learn more from someone else. Because often, the moment you have a sense that the person you're thinking about or seeing in that moment has a nugget for you to get you a little further, to maybe open up you a little further. So, and I think, Shiraz, you are really good at just doing that in seeing in people what is dormant, what they have dug into themselves deep, 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 deep inside and has been very hard for them to uh, be aware of mm -hmm. and uh, to see. And that means there is a desire, though, for them to change right and to find that and, and going look it's like you start going on an adventure to um see where you one has put it right yeah. <laughs> and you have a gift in every single moment to see the truth in people and where these maybe if it's a visual but it's something like yeah, right we have put a lot of earth over it so it's very difficult to even with its own force to come out and you have just have to touch it or that's how I sense your beautiful <laughs> work or energy you just have to breathe at it or, or shine a little light on it and it opens up share a little bit about how it feels like when you do that it's 
for, for me, it's, it's interesting because when I work with energy, I don't try to decide how things are going to look or feel. Mm -hmm. So I just always say, however you want me to go through this experience, I'm going to go through this experience. So when I'm having conversations with people, sometimes I feel the energy get light. Sometimes I feel it heavy. Sometimes I hear a voice going, well, that's not right. And sometimes like I can feel uh, pressure in my body. And so however it wants to show up, it shows up. But essentially what happens is I sense when your conscious beliefs don't match your unconscious beliefs. Right? So when people are talking to me, I'm just listening to the conversation. And it's not that they're trying to lie to me, mm -hmm. but it's like one time I was hang, hanging out and talking to this guy that's a musician. And he was saying, oh, you know, I, I practice with my band every week and it's such a great time. I'm just like, the energy is just high, high. And we've composed some songs and I love composing energy's high, high. And it's like, and we've been playing around town. We love the attention. We, we, we love the interaction with the audience and high, high. So, but I'd like to get out to a bigger audience. And then it's just, <laughs> like it just dropped, right? And I'm like, no, you don't. And I didn't say that to him, but I felt, okay, that's what's going on. And as he talked, I realized that he had this unconscious fear that if he gets out to more people and he's not in that safe space he's created, what if people say, oh, you guys suck. We don't really like you. What if they try to put an album out and it fails nationally? Right. So all these fears were under the surface, but he didn't he didn't know it. He was just like, I can't wait to get out there. I can't wait to start a tour at some point. And I knew it wasn't going to happen at his current state. It may have changed over the years as he got through things. But at his current state going going big would, would just just crush him. It would just shut him down. Mm. And so when and that's just me talking casually, like when people come to me in a session, they're willing to share a lot more and all the stuff starts to bubble up to the surface. But it's nice because at that in that they're willing to actually hear what I have to say and where they're telling truths and telling lies and examine what's going on there. What's the reason? What are the beliefs behind the lies? Because no one, especially when you're talking about improving your life, improving your health, improving your relationships. You, you don't want to uh, actually tell lies about it. <laughs> you, you say, I want a wonderful relationship. You, you, you're hoping you're telling the truth, <laughs> but then you find out, oh, but you know, the last person I was in a relationship with hurt me really bad. And I have to make sure I never go through that again. And your subconscious always looks for the quickest solutions, the easiest solutions. So if you never want to get your heart broken again, the best solution is to never have a relationship again. Yeah. Won't get your heart broken, right? So- it's crazy how it works, but, it, and the cool thing is, I, I know she said, I have this gift, but what I do is completely teachable. Everyone's got it, but it's like a muscle no one uses. Mm -hmm. And the more you exercise that muscle, the more you step into this and you just start to hear all this information. And then it's, it's fun, but it's also, you know, this weird state because you're seeing the truth of everyone around you suddenly. Lies yeah. just all through the way. <laughs> You're right. You're so right. Uh, you know, so often we say things we've heard so often we imprint children or we are imprinted as children with our vocabulary, with how we live, even as a mother, you know, you try so much as possible to be uh, oneself. I try to be myself. So my son can be himself, right? But in a relationship, he noticed or he takes the language and the experience and takes it in as, as I have done or, and you have done. So mm -hmm. sometimes it gets uh, in, in the, uh, mingled 
and mm-hmm. it's hard to decide what is yours. And in your book, you describe that very beautiful how people can become aware of what is theirs and what is not and start uh, practicing. And because uh, in your book, when I read that, <laughs> I loved it, I read it rather quickly because um, you have a certain energy underlying each single sentence. So it is not just that you're writing uh, what is, what people to uh, observe so they can observe themselves really well. But there was always a feeling of you embracing the reader and uh, providing them like a blanket. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like a blanket. So that uh, what that's how it was for me. So I can really lean back and, and do what you're writing about. Often things are written and they're very technical or abstract, but there was not this abstractness. It's like your writing was a storytelling, an storytelling that you have to share that in a moment, please. Your own experience, how you became yourself such a good story uh, observant. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so through that, because you, you create an experience while reading, which creates this a, a transformation and it goes boomba, and you don't even feel it. It is so soft. It is so gentle. It is so light. Yeah. And this is, I, I believe so much that is the new way we don't have to work through or look our, at ourselves in this uh, heaviness anymore right? The times have switched. And you're like the beacon of light that is going to lead. Um, <laughs> I, I, that's how it feels. Not that you, you, you know, you're telling others to do, but you're providing the tools and, and you start in training to do the muscles. So how did you get to uh, become such a, in German, there's a word, Einfühlsam. <laughs> you know, in English, there's not so many words of, of, of feelings. Um, but you, 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 you go into the person and you feel them, even if when you write, you must have such an openness, uh, open heart, open awareness in your being. This is beautiful. Where did you get that? Did you get that also from where you're born? Oh, I have too many questions. So start with the first. <laughs> <laughs> that, that just came from life experiences and feeling things out, discovering what works, what doesn't work. Like even back before I was doing this, a lot of deep energy work intentionally, I was, I was very observant. And, and this is the one thing I've seen in a lot of relationships and it seems so obvious now, but back then, you know, I was clueless and figuring it out, but my girlfriend would come, uh, come home and she'd be complaining about work. And I'd be like, oh, but what if you do this? right? Well, how about this? And she just get so mad at me. And finally, I figured out and so she'd come home and she'd talk about something. And I'm like, wait, am I fixing? Or am I listening? She goes, you're listening. I'm like, okay. Let's just sit here. <laughs> and so then she could just get this off her chest and then feel good because she needed that emotional release. And she needed someone to be there and listen and feel heard. And so then we would do that. And then sometimes she'd come home and she's like, no, now you're fixing. You need to help me solve this problem, right? So, and so it would just go back and forth. And, and the thing is 90% of the time it was listening. It was just so we could have that connection. And so now when I'm working with people, 
although there, you've come to me to fix something, most of the time I'm listening and by being in that space of you feeling heard, you feeling loved, you feeling unjudged, the, you, you just get into this energy. It's like, yeah, let's just do this. Let's just let all this stuff go. And, uh, and that, yeah, that's how it, how it works. And people say they, when they come in to a session with me, whether it's online, whether it's in-person, whether it's one-on-one, whether it's multiple people, as soon as they get into that space, it's just, everything just feels different. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, oh, this is good. This is where I want to be right now. Yeah. You say and, that beautiful yeah. word, non-judgment. And I think that is really difficult uh for many and i love that you just let people be who they are may i share a a, a beautiful story where i learned also about what power listening has we had once here uh kurosawa uh, uh, she was mexican teaching us and Mm -hmm. she taught us uh, in an exercise in in you know two people got together to listen to 20 minutes to each other without even nodding or saying yes or no, you know, just little mm -hmm or things like this. And for me, that was really fascinating because while I was um, present and holding the space in a way for her to go through it herself, she at the end went through many emotions, but she solved her own uh, Mm -hmm. problem and she was safe because there was no judgment. The whole, now I, I know what it was, <laughs> as you said so beautifully. There was no judgment. There was just us two. That was two beautiful beings together. And that really impacted me and um, supported me in learning to listen even more. I have been all my life observant, yeah, uh, watching people. But that really got for me to be a deeper level of also listening as they were speaking and in a way also being present for them to go through it and be in a way a witness so that they feel yeah safe at the same time to go ahead and uh, do it if they notice it at the moment or not but I think on one kind of vibrational Uh, a level they do feel then this uh, this oneness goes back to oneness that they are being understood even without not having to say something Mm -hmm. and it comes back to that because we're all we're all just this one consciousness expressing ourselves through different bodies and when you really embrace that thought then you get so much further out of judgment because you just see, oh, that's me if I went through those experiences. That's how it would have turned out. <laughs> and, and it's like, that's interesting. As opposed to, you know, what, what's wrong with this person? <laughs> or like, why don't they get it? Or all, all that stuff. You, you realize, wow, look, look where the experiences have put this person now. And now how can my experiences help them get to where they want to be? Yeah, yeah, no, no. And the fascinating, uh, fascinating part is right because we're all part of each other. So, the, why does a certain person come to one? If it's now a friendship, you go shopping. Who do you meet in the train? Right? Mm. If you're a coach or if you're even a speaker who sits in your audience, uh, it is never by luck. 
yeah. Yeah, beings come together and then there is this uh, unraveling and this recognizing of each other even though the one is listening you in a way also notice oh something is in my um, being mm. is being looked at or um, I'm becoming aware of as the other person is becoming uh, aware of something it sheds like light on other situation in my life I bet you may have the same experience it's, sometimes it's quite fascinating because there's a lot of times that people are actually drawn to me and I've seen this with other uh, energy workers too is that there's no physical communication there's just this energetic communication that goes on that being around you can help me to get through things mm -hmm. and when when I work with people and the energy starts to shift I tend to yawn and cough I, my body just does that and I remember one time we were on the train going home from a movie a friend of mine and the and these the train stopped these girls got onto the train and they were turning left to go I'm turning right to go away from us and then they just stopped and they turned left and they came and they sat right next to us and then as they're just talking away I'm starting to yawn and my my friend starts to giggle and she goes what's going on and I said okay one of them has is going through a lot and she needs to just have a release so that's why she brought them here to sit down and we're just my body's just processing her energy right now and she's and she's like can you can you tell which one and I'm like the one just behind me and slightly to the left she goes okay I see her and and, and then she's like you know you don't have to do this you're not working I'm like oh she needs it we're we're just relaxing going home it's fine we'll just do this now and you know but there was wasn't a coincidence they happened to get on that car while I was there and and they almost tried to move away but they just came back and sat right where they needed to be and it's it's fascinating and people don't realize that they they create not only um, get attracted to this but create this directly right so I was I was actually at a spiritual meetup everyone there was spiritual and it was just near the start of COVID mm -hmm. and it turned into this complaint fest about how you've got to wear the masks and everyone's upset about the mask. Everyone's angry and you go to the grocery store and people are short with you and they, they don't want to get too close because, Oh, what if I catch it? And then they're just complaining and complaining and complaining. And I'm thinking, first of all, you guys are all supposed to be spiritual and loving. <laughs> and we're all just, ah, 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 ah. and, and, uh, and I thought that's, that's an interesting and fascinating experience you're having as spiritual people. And then after that, I left and I had to go gro get groceries on the way home. And I went to the grocery store and people were like, hey, how's it going? I'm like, hey, and we're talking and we're laughing and everyone's happy. And I'm like, this is my experience because this is the world I choose to live in, not the world they chose to live in. And it, we're in the same neighborhoods, right? We're, it's not like I went somewhere far away where things are different. It's just, this is the experience I want to have. So that's what shows up. And when, the more you realize that you're choosing what shows up in your life, the more you become more, I don't want to say careful, but more aware about what you want to show up in your life. Mm. Yeah, it's, it's, it's the impeccable act. Shamanically, we say it's the impeccable act. The more you know that you choose any action, right? We are always mm -hmm. in the state of being and not being. And uh, I love to speak about that topic a lot. 
right? I, since a little girl already, I did not like to uh, be told by uh, cultural uh, settings how I have to think. Mm -hmm. um, often I felt the, the non-truth in things. So I, I became very quiet and just didn't say anything. But I did act then <laughs> differently. Um, <laughs> But we are able to do all this. And you're so right. We all are magical, beautiful beings. And I love it behind you. You have the energy already in, in your bookshelf. You wear energy. You talk about energy. And it is not magic. The, I mean, the magic, how magic is being used often as a, a story that is not true. We are all creators of this uh, playfulness and we're always in a state of making decisions of creating or non-creating every single second mm -hmm. and that's what i love to um, show people or give them back that understanding that they're able and capable and i think it's not so easy it has been done right we have been silenced around the world over and over in many cultures we have been separated from community where others see the gift we have, the talents we have, and are encouraged to um, make them better. So we, we hone that craft, right? Uh, that a gift. And then also by control of people that want to be more powerful, they create this, we were talking about judgment. So the more you judge, the more you separate, the more you can pe push uh, people down. Yeah. So I believe now is the time that uh, uh, people are noticing this is not right. But how do I get there? How can I um, become this sovereign me? Right? And it yeah. is hard. And you said so beautifully. And the best way, everyone... Uh, find people you're interested in who would you love in your life what places do you want to be and go there and I say to synchronize with the energy like Shiraz was telling the story of uh, that girl that sat next to it she was able to synchronize with him there was this exchange so he didn't you did Shiraz you didn't have to go any lower and you 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 didn't have to sense us I don't don't like even the word work and no work we're beings that are always this way <laughs> right so but she was able to raise then her uh, vibration just because you were open inviting her just to be her and to see where she's able to go yeah right and so this is something uh, go to landscapes that inspire you go to places where people hang out that you aspire to be want to mm -hmm. learn more about because you think can synchronize the same way uh, trees do that right the, 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 the strongest tree doesn't go down and help others he just waits and invites the other trees to build up their vibration yeah. yeah so there is this harmonic flow and in your t-shirt you have that you have that everywhere about you <laughs> yeah it is it's this playfulness and become everyone become more playful explore and uh, don't think about what do i do oh now it's work now it's not work can i heal or not heal can i coach or not coach be yourself. The words that come out of the, your mouth in that moment are the right ones for the other person to hear. 
that's what I always believe. Sometimes they may react different because yeah. they don't know how to react. So they may react a certain way. Um, otherwise, other times they're very, very happy and uh, become very soft and, and, and uh, uh, not fun. Happy, that's the word. Yeah. And it's, it's neat because when you are in that space of love and acceptance and, and again, non-judgment, the, they're more prone to come up to where you are. I've met so many people that say you have to come down, meet them at their level so there's understanding, so there's connection. That's just all crap. And there's been times where I've, I've been with people and I remember being with one of my friends and I told her the truth about what was going on in her life and how she's screwing it up. And she yelled at me for 10 minutes straight. <laughs> and the whole time she was yelling at me, I just stood there not judging her, letting her, letting her say whatever she wanted about me. And after 10 minutes, she just broke down crying. And then after a couple more minutes, she was just like, oh my God, I see it now. And then, and then, and then she had to come in and get a big hug. And then, and then she was able to move through it. But, you know, sometimes when you hear the truth, you don't want to hear the truth. You don't want to hear how you've been the one screwing up your life. And so it can be hard. But if the person you're with is in that space that allows you to just let it go and be with it and accept it and then move on from it, everything's different. Yeah. And, and you know, in, in your book, you also said something very beautiful. So we can choose sometimes how fast we want to change. Yes. <laughs> and, uh, and I wanted to share that story. I also, oh my, God, my son is now 15. So oof, he was four, yeah, 11 years ago, I heard a woman on a, on a, I was listening to a summit at that time. And she said, Aya, you can choose. And I, but I do tell you, go <laughs> slow. And I remember that, no, I'm not going to go slow. That's my lineage, right? <laughs> Always going full speed ahead. And yes, and then these things uh, it came and uh, turn upside down, turn around. <laughs> but I desired it. And uh, I do not regret it. It was uh, up and down also emotionally. And, uh, but it solved so many things uh, quickly. So this happens as well. So everyone, if you want to change things, also make the decision as Shiraz mentioned, how fast do you want it? Yeah, and uh, are you open for quick change? And don't forget in that moment, and you point that out several times, that your environment changes as well, right? And sometimes we don't know how they're going to react. But in a way, at the end, they adjust, right? They become who yeah. they are. I mean, they adjust to themselves, I should say. The more you adjust to yourself, others around you adjust to themselves. It's like... If I say yes to myself, if you say yes to yourself, if we say yes to ourselves, then this unraveling of this untruth happens because we live in every second more of who we are. And that gives the space to people and, and, and not just family. I mean, this goes out into your work field. If you work somewhere, it goes out into your community where you go shopping your friendships and 
I believe in it goes everywhere than politics. Goes. So the, be courageous enough to do it. That's my little wink. And you're, you're correct. The thing that happens with a lot of people though, is you decide to go to that next level and open up, become more powerful, create more change. And the people around you all get uncomfortable. Right. And it's not necessarily that they're against it. Some of them are still cheering you on, but there are going to be others that are against it. There are going to be some that get jealous. There's just going to be the shift because you've changed. And what I've noticed is most people, because everyone else is uncomfortable, they'll undo the change to make everyone comfortable again. And it's the people that allow every person around them to get uncomfortable with the new them. That's the ones that keep moving forward. Because eventually you make that change, they get all uncomfortable. They'll eventually settle into it and go, okay, now I got it. Now I know who you are now. And then you make another change and they get all uncomfortable and then they settle down and you have to give them that period to settle down and then change again and settle down. And eventually what happens is if you're not constantly changing and growing and progressing, now they get uncomfortable. So now that's it. Now it works for you because now it's just like, oh no, I got to keep and then going. they push and you on. They get, yeah, because you know, this, this is you, right? So, but the same thing goes on inside you as well, because you get, you get to the next place and that feels uncomfortable for you, even though you're, you're doing it and you want it and you have to be in your own discomfort and then settle. So the same thing happens until finally you're uncomfortable when you're stagnant and you're comfortable when you're constantly growing and changing. And it just feels natural to you at a certain point. Mm-hmm. And I remember with one of my clients, when we first got started on that journey, he, uh, we, we did a session together and things just changed. His, his thing was something always goes wrong. That was his story. Something always goes wrong. No matter what's going on, something always goes wrong. And so I got him out of that story and then he just disappeared. <laughs> and I was just like, well, where'd he go? And he calls me a few, uh, three or four weeks later and he's like, okay, we need, we need to talk again. I'm like, what happened? He goes, well, not the next day, nothing went wrong. It was great. I was so happy. And then the next day, nothing went wrong. And it was great. But then as each day went by, I'm like, well, where's the thing that's going to go wrong? And I started to get more and more in anxiety because nothing was going wrong. And when something finally went wrong, I could actually feel myself go, oh, <laughs> because I, that's what I'm used to. That's what I've done all these years. And it was a relief. And I'm like, we can't have that being my happy state. <laughs> like that's, <laughs> we need to change that. Right? Yeah. So. Yeah. That is, that's important. And you know what, while you were speaking, it's also that, uh, you know, everyone else then has a different tempo, a different mm-hmm. rhythm. And so it is, uh, you're very courageous, I think, Shiraz, because, you know, you give others also the time to do that. And so often, you know, once the switch is there, they, people forget it. <laughs> Even yeah. Luckily, we forget these things. Um, so... But I want to share it with everyone, Shiraz, you also, life was a little rough and you went, uh, you, first of all, you not, not from originally from uh, Canada, so you come from South Africa and had to adapt to a new culture, even though young, but I bet in sometimes you miss the wisdom of the places uh, where you have been born, right? There is something, there's maybe a smell or uh, some cultural things. And also, um, you were in pain a lot of years. Mm-hmm. So you're really a living example of what is possible. And uh, I would love 
for you to share a little bit with that. But before, really quick, I was you were saying that we are when we get stagnant, um, we become uncomfortable. And I think yeah, you're so right because our cosmos, the universe, uh, it is in our opening it's like a big funnel right always in movement there's always and you talk a lot about realities building and, and closing realities and also we are not fixated beings we're beings that are movable and we've been again what i said try to be unmoved taught to be unmovable so that we are not as grand right and don't yep. do what we love but we've now sensing it in our body that's we are movable and unlimited and beings that are always in the flow. So how did you get your flow? What, what was the trigger? You, you, you were in pain. Can you remember what, what thoughts you had or what prompted or what inspired you to get change, to look for change, to meet other people and especially that you knew that there is the possibility of healing in a change? Well, it comes down to the fact that if something is persistent in your life, if there's a problem that doesn't go away, or if there's a reoccurring thing that happens, like I always meet the wrong person, or uh, whenever I try to build a business, it fails, or whatever it is. Um, and for me, it was there's I got arthritis at 22 and it was just persistent. It didn't go away. And it wasn't just that my, you know, I started to get shoulder pain or something at, at 22. It came on big and it was every joint in my body. And there were days I would just lie in bed in agony. There were, there were evenings where I'm trying to have dinner and I'm basically sipping it through a straw because my jaw is so swollen, it can't move. Right. So there, it was, it was the crazy intense time. And I went through the regular thoughts. Why is this happening to me? What did I do to deserve this? Is this, is this all about my life is going to be forever and I'm just have to be in pain. And, you know, and I learned to live with the pain. I learned to tolerate the pain so I could start having a life, but nothing seemed to make it go away for any extended period of time. We tried like medication would work for a while and then it just wouldn't. And supplements would work, and then it wouldn't. And diet would work, and then it wouldn't. And so it's now I look back and I realize, well, it couldn't work because the arthritis was the solution to a problem. And if I took away the solution, the problem would just become magnified. So I had to keep the solution in place. I just didn't realize it was a solution. And so eventually I was talking with my father and I said, have you heard about anything that we haven't done that we could try? And he said, there's a program called Combined Therapy over in India. Why don't you go try that? They've had success with multiple illnesses. And that's what really caught my attention because it's usually you go there for arthritis or you go there for cancer or you go there for diabetes, but this program, like, no, no, anything, bring it over. And I'm like, what? <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> so... So I went over there and because it was India, I thought, oh, you know what? This guy's going to do like energy healing, like Reiki kind of thing and heal my body. But he didn't. He sat there and talked to me for two weeks. And he went through my entire life history over the two weeks. And at the end, he goes, okay, here's the problem. You believe you're responsible for everyone in your life. And I said, no, I don't. 
And he goes, yeah, you do. And I said, no, I know I'm a responsible guy, but I'm not responsible for everyone. That would be crazy. And he goes, I know you don't consciously believe it, but unconsciously you've created this belief that you're responsible for everyone in your life. And I said, okay. And I said, but what does that have to do with arthritis? There's no connection there. And he goes, well, you don't want to be responsible. And if you're lying in bed in pain, you don't have to be responsible for anyone and no one can fault you on it. You don't have to feel guilty about it. And it's a solution for the problem you don't even realize you have. And I thought, that's, that's so messed up. But now, I'm, having worked with so many people, I know that most chronic illnesses are solutions for problems people don't want to have. And also most horrible relationships, most bad jobs you can't get out of it. Every one of them, there's a solution in there. And you just don't realize what it is. So then it finally clicked. And I said, so wait a sec. If I just say I'm not going to be responsible for anyone, then I don't need the, I won't, won't have the arthritis. He goes, if you honestly mean that you're not going to be responsible for anyone but you, then you don't need the arthritis. There's no need for it in your life. So I said, okay, I'm not going to be responsible for anyone but me. And the next morning I woke up, no pain no inflammation, more mobility. I, mean, I could even breathe better. It was really weird. And I was freaking out going, what, what just happened? <laughs> How do the things don't like magically cure overnight, but they do. Because if you don't have the problem in your life anymore, you don't need that solution that, that was making your life miserable. And yeah, so then it just went away. And I've worked with other people with chronic illnesses that uh, one girl just a while ago, fibromyalgia, and she'd had it for years. And she said, it keeps me from going to work. I keep having to take time off. And, and I asked her, do you really want to go to work? And she's like, of course I do. And I could tell that was a lie. Mm -hmm. And I said, well, what if you go to another job? And it was like, it, the thought had never occurred to her. I said, well, what if you went to a job that you liked, that you really enjoyed doing and look forward to doing? And it was, I could see her trying to process this because her belief was, I have to go to this job. This is the job I work at. This is where I have to go. But the fibromyalgia was saying, stop going to this job. You hate this job. And so when I finally made her realize she didn't need to go to the job, she could go get another job. And she went and got another job. The next day, just like me, the fibromyalgia, the pain was gone. And this is what we do to ourselves. <laughs> so you people just need to look. You need to look and say, what's that recurring problem? And how is that a solution for something? What is that keeping me from doing or letting me get away with or uh, keeping me away from? So then the answers can start to bubble up and you go, oh, oh, I see it now. And when you let go of that other belief, the problem goes away. I, I love that. It's also that you said so beautifully just at the end, the way where we want to go. And uh, so, Community, I feel like community is so important because uh, just speaking things out sometimes aloud lets us see or also me, it's me see things you can do a lot in a thought. Um, but speaking it out loud helps. Yes. Yeah, because also you give voice voice to it, right? You... you uh, acknowledge also in that moment that you want change otherwise yes. why would you voice it yeah? yeah and that does something in in and maybe 
at the beginning, it's a little hard to speak about it. You don't have the right words or you're a little uh, pulled back, right? But as you were saying, yeah, right, we, we become very tight. That's why we have many pains. I've, I've learned that I have cerebral policy in my life, right? When I, uh, I know when I'm not living myself or I'm holding back or there's something to look at because my body gets tighter or maybe it's nutrition or sleep or it is, as you said, it could be a relationship problem. It, could be, it, it, it makes me look at, at things very precisely. Sometimes I just stay at it because I feel like it or I don't you don't get there and then do something else that brings the idea out of what, what it is. So we can solve a lot by ourselves, but a community with an op the, where people are with observant eyes and most people, uh, they, they are to support us. Um, they all have love. We have love all for each other. Most of us, um, some, I mean, all of us, some may not be able to show it, but deep down, they want to show it. And so that is coming out uh, more and more. So again, when I notice, when I start speaking out a little bit or acting, I have to go a little slower. Sometimes I just do it, but sometimes it's the slow version. And then also then it's like, again, I'm honing my own. Uh, it's like you get a, a wheel that has been stuck into motion again and yeah. suddenly it moves automatically uh, nicer. So I love that you share with your life and getting out of this pain of from arthritis, um, the immense change that can happen within a few moments uh, in being supported but also being courageous enough and saying, oh, yes, I did that. Ooh, wow, what is it? Yeah, and, and you, we start asking questions and that it's, it feels like then you release it. It's like, it can, because you speak about realities, really realities do that. They suddenly go with full speed backwards. <laughs> yeah, they go, it's like the funnel that goes back down and then, and then they're gone and it is done. And then, out of that moment, one can create again a new reality and we can change realities and build. I, I would say, let's use the word build because that's what we're really doing, all of us. We build and then also in other moments we dissolve or deconstruct. Mm -hmm. But that's really when you think more of an architectural way. I like it a little bit more to say dissolve because it really it is then all these tiny particles that like <laughs> yeah. go away yeah and you're yeah. a master of of that so everyone go to shiraz <laughs> <laughs> and you know it you have something a little bit you know that behind us it says like a little bit like superman it, it's like you have a, a superpower which we all have fantastic superpowers, but people love to talk nowadays about superpowers. You can hear it in all different ways. It's suddenly a, a, a vocabulary or a word or a, a topic where people can take back ownership, I think, mm -hmm. right? Why is it so, so important, uh, not important, but why is it popping up? Why are people talking about? Why do they put it into their copy? Why are so many movies about that? right? Yeah. The, the new generations. Um, so there's something where we sense 
that there is the possibility and we give it a, a superpower, but really the superpower you are, I am, and we are. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we're all creating reality in big magical ways. Mm -hmm. And the, the reason most people don't embrace it is that when you realize you're creating everything, you have to acknowledge you're creating the bad stuff, yeah. right? And all the bad stuff you've created in your life up to now, you, that's you. And that is jarring for a lot of people. Why would I want to create that? Why did I create pain? Why did I create that suffering? And what if I continue creating it? But when you embrace it and you look at it from a different point of view, so on, um, I mean, just yesterday, I've got a, uh, a summit coming up, the Wealthy Healer Summit, because I see all these healers that should be making lots of money that are in the wrong belief system, that don't have the tools, and I want them to be empowered and make lots of money. And we've been putting this summit together, but we haven't been getting enough of the speakers that we've been wanting to have. And I sat down with my business partner and we we're like, okay, we're doing everything right, but we're not getting the response. And so we started looking at the beliefs and it was like, okay, why don't we want people to come here? Instead of saying, you know, this is just what's happened to us. Why don't we want people coming to the summit? Why are we, do we feel not ready? Do we feel that it might go badly and it'll look bad? Like there's all, we went through all the possible things that would scare us, that would make us think, oh, this is why we don't want the summit. And then we just let those go and let those go. And within hours afterwards, more applications started showing up and more people started talking about it. And it just like started to blow up. And I'm like, oh, we should have done that a little while ago, but apparently this was the right time to do it. And now it all just started flowing because we got that crap out of ourselves. And so the physical reality changed within hours and it can happen within minutes, Yeah. right? But you're creating it, you're creating everything. Yeah, and then also sometimes I, I, I say, um, you know, if it doesn't function, we had, you know, we set intent and, and create an intention and it's like, pfft, it's a line and then things happen. Mm -hmm. Sometimes very quickly, sometimes not so often. So sometimes it's also the, the again, the surrounding is not ready. So we have set the intention. Um, and you can sometimes ask, is it me? Am I pulling tight, right? Or am I pulling tight because, or my body is not doing, I always say when the body doesn't do it, or when you, as you just said so beautifully, things don't show up that you had intended to happen, right? You want, you also had a very high standard. So you want to pull a lot of people up really quickly, right? So you would, yes. um, what magic did you have to create in that moment, right? To unravel, or you had to wait to unravel so that in that moment when they was ready, you know, it, 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 it's, some, it's sometimes a little complexer. It's not always our fault. Uh, and I also would love to emphasize that we are so used to saying we are the whole time a fault until that moment you didn't know, right? We haven't fathomed something. Uh, it suddenly comes, it's easier to look back on, on, on retrospects, right? Yeah. The, the thought didn't come to your, into your head, Shiraz, of your new business partner. But when the moment was right, also when it was the moment right for you to change and your surrounding to change because other things had been working and other beings had been working from, then suddenly you could, could go and unravel. And I think this is important for everyone to know it's, uh, don't put too much pressure on yourself in making yourself small 
or weighed down yeah it's not mm-hmm. uh, they say that it's like you there is no fault it is how it is and that's it <laughs> yeah and all you want to do is get into that space that everything's fine and i just have to figure out what i love about this current situation mm-hmm. You know, what, what about that can I change and love about the new situation? Yeah. Because what's happening is everything that's coming up is out of safety, right? Your, your ego is there trying to keep you safe based on all these experiences and the conclusions you've drawn through life and the beliefs you formed around those conclusions. But the crazy thing about the ego is it will do everything it can to keep you safe, including kill you. That's how powerful it is. I mean, my ego crippled my body to keep me safe mm-hmm. <laughs> like it it doesn't seem to make sense but that's what was going on and the the big thing for most people don't realize is that most people on the planet create their realities out of the avoidance of guilt and shame and those are the top priorities not to feel guilt and shame and so that's what the arthritis was so I didn't want to feel guilt for not helping people or the shame of not being able to help enough people. So to keep that out of my world, I created a crippling disease because I thought that guilt and shame is much more, so much more important to not feel than to feel pain. Right? And so when you get that and you start, start thinking about, well, what about this makes me feel guilty or what about this may feel, make me feel shame or, the, or stepping into that space, what could make me feel guilt or shame? Then you'll you'll start to see what pops up and when you're willing like and here's the other thing is guilt and shame are choices we feel that they're not we feel something happens and we just go into guilt and shame we try to avoid that but it's all based on what how you've been brought up and what your beliefs are because like here's an example it's kind of a, a funny thing that but let's say there's there's three guys standing there and someone comes up and yanks the pants down on all three of them now, based on how they're, they've been brought up, they're in different states. So the first guy is just, oh, my God, and he freaks out and, and grabs and tries to pull his pants up and runs away. And it may even traumatize him for life. You don't know. It could have just been an embarrassing moment. But that's based on where he was. And he went into shame. Right? The second guy, pants come down, and he feels a little bit embarrassed. There's a little bit of shame coming up there, but he recovers from it. And he looks at the guy that pulled down his pants and goes, really? Seriously? And then he just pulls his pants up and continues. Right? And then the third guy was raised in a completely different way. And he doesn't even step into the shame. The pants come down and he's like, get a good look because I'm going to put my pants up soon. <laughs> and, and then he pulls his pants up because that's where he was. But it's, it's not automatic. It's what you've been trained to do. Yes. And at, at any given time, there's a choice. And when you start to make that choice that I'm not going to feel that guilt, I'm not going to feel I don't need to then you create more freedom for yourself and you step into a different world. You create more magic for yourself. Mm. Yeah. The word, this is a big topic. Friends of mine have done big rituals this year. Uh, Shame women. We're shamed, you know, um, it it really interesting. It doesn't maybe uh, uh, in German, we say pubic hair is shame hair. So it's, you know, that is how deep shame goes and how Mm. cultural. So, and I invite everyone to look at your culture, your language, your shame, give it new names. And then also you can come out of shame because I think 
that would be the nicest. I always have um, Shiraz the idea of that uh, naked healer, right? In India, a long time ago, they were walking around and they were doing exactly what you started speaking at the beginning about was they were just there and they were naked. They showed all they have. They were not hiding. And uh, that is freedom. That is extreme freedom uh, of also being content with everything you have in every single moment. And uh, doesn't matter what weather it is, right? If it's raining like here or the sun is shining like in Toronto or how the weather is where everyone else is. Yeah. But mm-hmm. feeling that, sensing that and enjoying it. And then this, when you can let everything else go. And I know sometimes it's easier said than done, but look at Shiraz and or myself, I've, gone through things he has gone through things we know what is possible there were moments we were in pain there were moments where we're sad but now i bet Shira, the same for you when you're sad sometimes there is a joy in it because you know this sadness leads to answers or uh, observations or new findings yeah which then you can smile while you're sad that's all and when you you can get there and this is a beautiful state I invite everyone, go for it, try it out, because even if you're sad for a while, it is unraveling and brings you so much more joy. It's um, it like it catapults you up high in the sky. Shiraz, yes. uh, 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 t- tell me, how can people reach you best or share the name of your book, please, once for them as well? So my book is called How to Rewrite Reality. Mm -hmm. And yeah, it basically gives you the recipe to do that. It's all in story metaphors, so it's easy to understand. Beautiful read, um, everyone. (laughs) Yeah, it was was fun. It was a fun thing to write. It actually, I actually channeled a whole bunch of new information while writing that book. So the whole concept of genres did not exist before that book. That, That came out just from writing the book. So yeah, that's out there now. And if you want to know more about me or know, learn to shift reality like I do, you can go to energeticmagic.com. Yes. <laughs> and I'll put everything in the show notes for okay. uh, everyone to um, link to your work and explore and learn more about you because you're very fascinating and fascinating things are uh, coming in the future. <laughs> And you're helping uh, more and more in a very easily, doesn't exist, but easy way (laughs) and gentle way of uh, being themselves, being comfortable, feeling safe to, I'm going to use even the word expose themselves, take away even the clothing, right? That uh, they're comfortable in their home to be who they are in a naked state but also to be naked enough to live their own truth in front of others mm-hmm. and speak um, what they think. And you've uh, nudged, I think, many just during our conversation to do uh, today to do a little bit more of that. And um, 
you so beautifully shared your life story and, and your pain and how fast it uh, can happen. <laughs> so Shira, thank you. Thank you very much for your time to be on the Moving to Oneness podcast. Do you have the last thought for a person to um, be more of their heart and build a beautiful reality for themselves? Well, first of all, thank you so much for having me on the show. So this welcome. has just been a, a great pleasure. And the last thought is when I tell people over and over again, right now, people treat happiness like an illness. Because if, if you're too happy, they go, what's wrong with you? Or what drugs are you on? Or what's going on? Don't be afraid to be the happiest person in the room. Just be, just express the happiness and the joy that's in you. And don't worry what other, other people think about it. I love that. Yes, yes, yes. So... Everyone, you can feel also the energy he was sending you at as he was speaking. <laughs> Shira, thank you for that flush uh, <laughs> of, every, of energy to everyone. Thank you for being so magical and uh, such a beautiful being and living yourself. And I wish you uh, the best. And everyone listening, I wish you a wonderful time until we meet again. Goodbye. Goodbye.